Hi, I'm Betsy Foldis-Myman, Creative Director of Connectopod. I noticed on my niece's Instagram in 2019 these hauntingly lovely pictures of broken down and abandoned spaces. So I went to visit Lena to see the places in her story. I am Lena Sage. I'm 14. And where are you from, Lena? Lynchburg, Virginia. I thought maybe there was a story there about low-key rebellion, abandoned spaces and free spaces, being where you're not supposed to be, that freedom of, of being a teenager. And I was thinking of her Instagram images that were all light and mischievous. Adventure. She took me to the Lynchburg train station and an abandoned office building near the tracks that was pitch dark in the middle of the day and slasher film scary. In addition, there were hypodermic needles throughout, evidence of homeless tenants, and who knows what environmental toxins we were exposed to. What kind of asbestos soup was that dripping on us? The reality of Lena's adventures made me see the story in a whole different way, something that was much darker. Where were Lena's broken and abandoned spaces that were driving her to these physical ones? She's a much-loved child, grandchild, and niece. It felt like an environmental metaphor for the opioid crisis, of which her family was not unscathed. Why at 14 was she allowed to do this? I think we all underestimated the danger of what she was doing. We saw what we wanted to see, and we missed the depth to which she was searching. We missed the need that was so clearly there. Ultimately, for Connectopod, we decided not to air this episode because we didn't want to romanticize this kind of, of um, well, we didn't want to romanticize break-ins, and I didn't want her to keep doing it. This was dangerous. More so, we didn't want to upset her new relationship with her stepfather or expose her in any way that she wasn't ready for. But now, three years later, they're all on stable ground, and Lena is finding her way. So we decided to revisit Lena's interview. I edited our conversation for time and clarity. <laughs> in this first part, Lena is covering the notes of what she wanted to cover in the interview. Uh, we have psychological factors, built traits, relations to art, relations to locations, rarity of emotion, content, and behavior. What compels the human as a whole to do certain things and be attracted to certain fields? I mean, social locations. Say, a coffee shop compared to abandoned buildings. Lena's discussing her break-ins into abandoned buildings here and what compels her. Like, if they feel fulfilled, then I feel like they're not as compelled to go to, like, less known places. Like, a coffee shop, it's full of people, and there's, like, a lot of social behavior going on in every aspect of the room. But in abandoned buildings, there's, like, I don't know, maybe you and a few friends. They're kind of just living their everyday life versus finding something poetic and trying to make metaphors. What friends do you go with? Uh, Serenity Sap and Christopher McLean. And when you go, like, what do you what do you find there? Um, all sorts of stuff. Like, it sometimes it's an empty room, and sometimes there's like floppy disks. If I come across it, I automatically feel drawn to go inside of there. If I have to go somewhere in half an hour and I see a abandoned building, I'm still going to go to the abandoned building. What draws you about it? Well, I guess just the fact that it's abandoned. <laughs> it feels nostalgic and warming. Yeah, like welcoming. I don't know, it's like, come here. 
how I like to describe it is there's people that just are okay with everyday routines, like, I don't know, everyday life, I guess. I don't really think that many people go into abandoned buildings, so it makes me feel special from being a basic human doing everyday things. And do you feel connected to, like, what's in the in the abandoned spaces? Like, not necessarily the objects, but like I said, kind of the nostalgic feeling of just being there. What's it nostalgic of? I don't know. I can't compare it to anything. It's like, you kind of feel at home in a place that's not your home. Oh, there's kind of like a missing puzzle piece, and then you just feel click when you're in certain places. And for me, I guess that would be abandoned places. So subconsciously, I guess, I go into these things. Like, I'm not sure what exactly I'm seeking. I don't know. It just feels right. I asked her here about specific pictures on her Instagram feed. I guess the paint one, that was really light and frothy. It was very artistic. It looked like a paint factory because there was, like, paint everywhere. And the graffiti was also very interesting. It wasn't like, I don't know, your everyday graffiti. It was, like, art graffiti. Not, like, large bubble letters, but, like, strange pieces of art with weird quotes like one of them was like I guess I feel lonely because I sleep in my hat mean anything it's just very interesting there was like this green stained glass window that looked really cool and there was also like paint cans just tipped over everywhere and the paint dried from the paint cans on the wooden shelves that I was sitting on it was kind of like art in itself just very abstract and like not intentional like just exploded paint cans they're kind of just there but very inspiring. I suppose it was angsty teenagers. However, I still don't think they intended to make art out of it. I think they're just kind of being arsonists. I don't know why I feel so inspired by a tip over paint can, but it's just something speaks to me about it. Another place I have pictures of is the one across from the library. And we had to actually saw through the lock on the door. I don't know what we used. I think it was like one of those little spiky saws. They're like an inch tall. They're not very sharp, so it took like an hour. And so once we got in there, there was a basement and it was full of water, so we had to step on stuff. I don't know, we just threw rocks in there, like very large rocks, and just stepped on them. And then we got to a staircase And this place was actually Serenity's mother's old house. Like, she used to live there, basically. And so we just kind of, like, took a look around there. And there was a few rooms. They were all very empty. Like, the whole place was vacant. It wasn't, like, any interesting objects, such as floppy disks. But Serenity's pretty down-to-earth. I asked her about what kind of things would catch her eye to photograph. There was a bunch of collaborations between many different objects. It could be like a paint can tipped over, included with a horse, you know, just a lot of things combined. Some of them have meanings. I try to include meaning actually, but I do it in such a way that it's taking that inspiration and then building my own characteristics off of it. Like tipped over paint cans, say, I don't know if it's anything I hold on to, it's just kind of chaotic in its own sense. But how I can perceive it through my art, 
would be like, I don't know, I don't want to get too personal. Let's say my stepdad, he's kind of a jerk. So, I don't know, I could put him in the picture throwing the paint can. And that's how I would relate it to my own life. But what I'm saying overall is like, I don't know, I feel like humans are generic copies of each other. So definitely I try to include what everyone would be feeling rather than my own personal factors. Like, I don't know, something that's common that makes people think that they're different from other people. Like the feeling of being unique. It's not a real thing. It's just an illusion to make people feel special. So maybe I'll like include that in a painting so that everyone can relate to it. We talked a little bit more about what she feels like in those abandoned spaces and why she seeks them. I don't, I don't want to say like isolates myself, but it's like relieving to have a space that's kind of like quiet and still and you can just like hang out with your friends. I don't know, I think us as humans seek closure in many things. So I also try to relate to that because of course everyone's like, oh, I'm the only one in the world that seeks closure. But then in reality, everyone does. And I don't think you really realize that until you start asking around and like getting to know people. And even still, I think people just create that illusion to make them feel unique. When you look at ants, you don't see, hey, that's Julie. She's a doctor. She has three kids. Hey, that's Timmy. He has four kids. He's an artist, you think. Hey, ants. And, you know, you don't... You kind of generalize them to one thing. I think the intelligent level of humans, like where we're at, we kind of just tend to find ourselves to be superior. When you look at it close up, we aren't. But when you look at it as a whole picture, that's what you see. But... When you look at it, like, we each have our stories to tell, like, with everything, decisions that you make. So I think that we are capable of having uniqueness, but it's just not, like, like in the whole picture. I had asked her here, so are you unique, and how do we find our way to uniqueness? I wouldn't say I necessarily find myself unique. I think I would definitely play into everyone else because I am everyone else because I am the species. So I don't find myself very unique at all. I've been talking about everyday patterns, but there has to be some type of spiral in that pattern in order for it to be capable of becoming like that. It has to like build up to something. And I'm not sure if that's how it is with everything, I feel like that's something that definitely appeals to me because I'm like, hey, where am I gonna go? Where am I going with my everyday patterns? My everyday patterns are like, wake up, go to school, come home, eat dinner, go to bed. I guess that's the closure that I don't have because I don't know and I don't know what I want to think about. I kind of just, I don't know, people tend to plan things ahead and I kind of just live in the moment and don't think about the future whatsoever according to my actions. So I think I'm just gonna see where it takes me, I guess. I don't really have a plan, which is probably not a good thing, but I guess it's a thing. What kind of closure do you find in abandoned spaces? 
Um, I guess the closure that patterns do come to an end and that and uh, the patterns start up again because there's always going to be a pattern. It might have been a bank, so every day people would go to their jobs and have a pattern. But now the pattern is nothingness. I guess it's just new patterns will come to me. I don't know, whether that being like, uh, once I graduate from school, obviously I'm not going to still go to school. So I have to do something there. And then maybe I'll find a job and that job will also be a pattern. So that's my new pattern in life. I don't know if humans will ever have fulfilled closure because we keep on searching and searching and searching after one piece of closure. However, with adults, I do see just pointless things that they'll get over to, but in the moment, it seems really important. But looking at the whole picture, there's just a pattern. So getting mad at a certain thing that's like really irrelevant and small, it might have an effect on the future, but it also might not, and it might just be something that's completely pointless. I guess I feel more like the abandoned buildings, the human patterns. I become the past. Say <laughs> so I have children that go in there, and they're like, what was this? Oh, it's a abandoned place that I used to go into, but before that, it was something else, and before that, it was something else as well. So it just, <laughs> it's like a chain. If I were to compare it to, like, me being the abandoned house, I would probably say that it was just me venturing into my own brain and figuring out what everyone else's brain is like because all our brains are, like, like I said, just similar. It's now 2022, and we're going to follow up with Lena for our next episode. Where is she now? What does she think of her former adventures? Is she any clearer on what she was seeking? And what does she envision for herself now? That's the beauty of the arts. As with Lena's photographs of abandoned spaces, we don't always have to fully understand the source of our feelings. We just have to be able to identify when we really feel something authentic. With our Changing the Narrative series, we always say that to change the narrative, there are three things that you have to do. Question the status quo. Reimagine new possibilities. Rediscover our past and present connections. And I think Lena right now is doing all three of those things. We can't wait to see what kind of a narrative she writes for herself. Thanks for listening.